You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome to the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after what was an eventful night for the Braves. A little bit more exciting than perhaps you'd like in the ninth inning. But as I say, as the shirt says, you can win ugly, you can't lose pretty. The Braves grabbed a 3-2 victory. It wasn't the ugliest one of the year, let's put it that way. But it did get a little bit hairy in the ninth inning for Kinley Jansen and company. But they were able to slam the door. And just like that, the Atlanta Braves are heading back to the postseason for the fifth consecutive year. Of course, the work, though, is not done. We're going to get into all of that. We'll talk about this 3-2 win over the Washington Nationals and get you set up for the series finale, which is happening on Wednesday afternoon at Truist Park. Before we do all that, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On uh, Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube, and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. I want to make sure I get those right so that you can connect with us on all the many platforms that we're on. Uh, Jake, this was, I think, a pretty standard night, if you will, until the ninth inning got a little bit crazy. But I think the biggest story of this night, of course, is that the Braves are heading back to the postseason. But, you know, asked after the game if they're going to do any celebrating, Brian Snitker said, no, I want the guys to go home and get a good night's sleep. Clearly, the job is not done. But step one is getting back in, uh, getting into this uh, dance, if you will. And the Braves are certainly there. You never want to take for granted going to the postseason. There are many fan bases out there that would relish in the opportunity to get to a postseason. Seattle Mariners fans hoping that ends this year. So you never want to take that for granted, especially as a fan. Look, that's the goal when you begin a season for all fans, for all teams. Mm -hmm. You just want to get to the postseason. And the Braves, you know, able to do that again this year after winning a World Series last year, which we've talked about before. So often you see teams win a World Series and then just fall off a cliff. You know, not only are the Braves not falling off a cliff, this team on paper and record-wise is better than the team we saw in the regular season last year. So I think that's something to be said for this Braves team. And yeah, again, I know there's more to play for and obviously an early start tomorrow. So certainly don't want to party too late tonight or really take too much time to, to look at this or reflect on this but it is a great accomplishment for this Braves team getting back to the postseason yeah they should certainly be proud of what they've accomplished thus far comma but there is still quite a bit of baseball to be played and some very important games that are out in front of them particularly a three-game series with the New York Mets but that's not all that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks you got to try to win all these baseball games the Mets have got to try to win all their baseball games and if uh, Tuesday night with any indication they are certainly going to find ways to win some games as well. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's talk about game number 148 for the Braves as they clinch their playoff berth with a 3-2 win over the Nationals. Washington drops to 51-97 and on the year. Uh, Two runs, seven hits, no errors, 11 men left on base. Braves now 93-55. and They've already won five more games in the regular season than they did a year ago when they went to the World Series and won it all. Three runs, seven hits, three errors, five men left on base. Charlie Morton, the winner, 9-6. and six. He did pitch into the sixth inning. We'll talk a little bit more about his performance in just a second. Erasmo Ramirez was forced into early work for the Washington Nationals. Patrick Corbin, who has really not had much fun pitching against anybody, certainly hasn't had much fun against the Braves. He was unable to get past three hitters in this game, left with what appeared to be a back injury. So Ramirez had to come in on short notice, no notice really, and gave the Nationals, I thought, a, a pretty good performance. They had to have a bullpen game, an impromptu one, and that's a tough one for them. And I feel like the Washington relievers did a pretty good job. Ramirez, though, will take the loss. He's 4-2. and two. Kenley Jansen, the save. 
his 36th of the year, probably one of his most stressful game was three hours, 18 minutes, 40,224 on hand to see it. Braves had a couple of home runs. That's how they got all three of their runs. Travis Darno with a two-run shot in the fourth inning. Dansby Swanson, a very important solo home run that came in the eighth. When you added it all up, though, Jake, and for what Charlie Morton needed was just a couple of runs, and he was, I think, fine on this night would be the term that I would put on Charlie Morton's performance. Yeah, I, I guess you could go with fine. I, I'm look. I'm, I wasn't necessarily pleased with it, and I'm sure he'll tell you he's not pleased sure. with it. I mean, we were looking for a quality start. I mentioned on the last postcast he hasn't had one in a month, and he's only had nine on the year in total. It just hasn't been a great year for Charlie Morton compared to his standards. Look, the guy's 38 years old. He's coming off a serious injury. He suffered in the World Series. There's no shame in that, but. Certainly the Braves are, were hoping to get that top of the rotation guy again, and we just haven't seen that this year from Charlie Moore, and it's been a lot of inconsistencies, you know, start to start, sometimes batter to batter. We saw that in this game alone where he gets, you know, two quick outs in an inning and then walks a couple of batters and just all of a sudden loses it. So it's been a real struggle for him this season. All that said, he gives up one run in five and a third innings. I mean, you'll right. – You'll take that. But again, when you're comparing it to the Charlie Morton of, of just last year and the Charlie Morton you're hoping we, we would get, you know, certainly not pitching up to what he's capable of in the standards that he set for himself. Yeah, I'm going to have to put out my scale of what it means to be fine because you've got legendary, excellent, great, good, fine, okay, bad, really bad, terrible. That's kind of the sliding scale there. So fine falls somewhere in the middle. You know, three hits, three walks. He got into some big-time trouble, pitched his way out of that. Another hit batsman did strike out nine, allowed just a one run in five and a third. And one thing I've noticed, and he has had to grind through a lot of these starts, but Jake, have you also noticed kind of the trend here is that Charlie Morton is not going to get that opportunity once he's over 90 pitches to go all the way back through a lineup a third time? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's lost some of that trust, and you've yep. seen that from Brian Snicker. He's just not going to push it late in games because of that inconsistency. So I think you're you're dead on. I think you're seeing that that trust level kind of deteriorate a little bit with Brian Snicker. I think it's maybe just kind of that late season adjustment. And I, I know Snitz talked about this the last couple of days. Is that you know hey, we're going to go after some games, and that means you are going to start maybe managing your bullpen a little bit differently. You can't do it every single night, but when you feel like you do have a chance to grab a win and you've got a lead. I think you need to go ahead and make the moves. And he did. Colin McHugh, A.J. Minter did their job getting from Morton to Kinley Jansen. Then Kinley ran into a ninth inning that started with a pop-up bunt that I think, and we talked about this right before we got started, you could ask him to, to bunt 50 more times, and I don't think you'll be able to pop one in a better spot than the leadoff base hit. It nearly ended up being a collision between Kinley Jansen and Vaughn Grissom. Thankfully for both those men, they didn't seem to be too dinged up by that, but it might have, have done a little bit of something to Kinley in either his neck or back area, but he did stay out there. So I'm guessing that whatever that initial concern was, perhaps it was not as you know severe as it could be, but back-to-back bunt base hits really applied the pressure to Kinley Jansen in the ninth inning, and he had to bear down, got a couple of strikeouts. There was an error by Matt Olson on the second of those uh, bunts, so that was something that made it a little bit more challenging than you would uh, expect for it to be, and that's just one of those things where this ninth inning, it could have come unraveled, but I think maybe credit to Kinley and the Braves in general that you know, they just did not let it get away from them, though it felt like it was wavering through the first couple of hitters. It did. Look, I'm, I'll am i be honest, I'm an 
old school fan, but those bunts just took me off guard. I did I did not see it coming. We don't see it a lot anymore. And so it kind of came out of nowhere. You're right. That first one, especially to start the inning. I mean, it, it was just a place where nobody could get to it. Best thing there just to, to let it go. Um, yeah, Matt Olson should have made the play on, on that second one, get the force out at second base there. And I think the inning maybe goes a little bit differently. But, yeah, you're two, three pitches into an outing, and you got two on with nobody out. So immediately some stress. And they tried to bunt again and fortunately yeah. couldn't get it done. So I think, yeah, a lot of credit to Kenley Jansen to – you know, have that minor collision with Grissom, although I think Grissom would have taken the worst of that had it yeah. gone through, uh, but able to bounce back and get through that and, and get the save. He did end up allowing a run, but uh, to come back, you know, and had that cutter, I think you saw as the inning wore on and it was a stressful inning, you saw that cutter start to leak up a little bit where he mm -hmm. had had some problems, you yep. know, the last two weeks. So something to monitor there, but for the most part, you know, got the outs that he needed to, Braves got the win. And Kenley Jansen got the save. Yeah, I should say back-to-back -back base runners on bunts. The first one they hit, the Matt Olson error, quite obviously, was a problem with that. I think that's a play that Matt would tell you that he needs to make, and I think they would have gotten the lead man there. There was also a foul ball in that entire sequence where the Nationals looked like they were going to send the runners on a double steal. Might have gotten to second and third, and probably would have if you look at the all-time steal percentage against Kenley Jansen. Then that base hit he gave up could have scored two runs. So it was kind of a, an inning where – it was bend but don't break, you know, win ugly and whatever means necessary it takes to get it done. And the Braves can now pretty much put this one behind them and focus on game three of the series. We're not quite ready to talk about game three. We will in a moment, though. But I want to remind you, Coffee AM is the official sponsor of the Braves postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small batch coffee roaster. Head over to coffeeam.com slash locked on today and get a look at their menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets at coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on for 15% off your first order. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Uh, Braves' offensive style in this game was the home run. Not surprised by that. Travis Darno with his 18th home run of the year. You add that to the 19 you got in from William Contreras. 33 of those coming when one of those two men starts at the catcher spot for the Braves. That's the most in baseball. An OPS of nearly 870 for the Braves catchers this year. Best in baseball and 90 RBI from that position. And once again, we see that a Braves catcher is coming up with a big hit. William Contreras did it a couple days ago. Tonight, it's Travis Darno. Yeah, I mean, look, we you can't say enough about this catcher position. And, you know, we talked a lot about Wild Bill here lately because he's had some big hits. But Travis Darno, I mean, he's also just been right there along his 18th homer of the year. You know, already set a, a career high for, for most home runs in a season. You know, 77 runs batted in. He's approaching his single-season career high of 85, 57 runs scored. Already a single-season high and 21 doubles is one off his yeah. career high of 22. So, I mean, he's on pace to have one of the best offensive seasons of his entire career. So, uh, you know, can't say enough good things about the catching position and what they do behind the plate, catching one of the best, you know, pitching staffs in all of baseball as well. Yeah, both of those guys have put in work behind the plate and with that staff. I mean, you can, you know, the effect that Travis Darno has because we saw what happened last year when he wasn't around. But we also have seen, and I've talked to Travis about this, the growth and the development and the attention to detail and preparation for William Contreras is light years ahead of where it was a year ago. So a great catching tandem for the Braves. The two-run homer for Darno got the Braves their first couple of runs. Dansby Swanson's twenty-first home run. Came in the eighth inning, and that gives him 88 runs knocked in. That ties his career high with two more RBIs, Jake. And we're going to keep doing this. So I'm going to go back to the 1890s again. And Dansby Swanson could become the first Brave shortstop with 90 or more RBI 
since Herman Long in 1899, 123 years ago. That's been a minute for a Brave shortstop to have this kind of offensive prowess and Dansby Swanson doing it in back-to-back years. Yeah, thinking about the negotiations for Dansby Swanson right now and telling the telling AA, look, nothing's been the shortstop hasn't seen this type of production since the 1800s. So I, get, I think that's got to be a pretty fair argument yeah. there. But look, you thought this is going to be a game where the Braves' offense might put up a big number facing Patrick Corbin, a guy they've crushed, and he's gone. And uh, Braves hitter has to adjust, not making excuses for them, but you know. It was, difficult seeing different pitcher every time up to the plate there and they just weren't able to get a lot going but big home run for Dansby Swanson who tends to come up with clutch hits late in the game and in that at bat alone fell behind early one two fouled off four pitches and then finally got a mistake right over the heart of the plate and drove it off uh, to the other field in the chop house and so a great at bat a good swing and he's been incredible for the Braves and yeah those uh, negotiation talks uh, might be heating up yeah, every home run, every RBI, right? And Long, by the way, if you're wondering, is the last Brave shortstop and the only Brave shortstop with a 100 RBI season. It also happened a couple of times, but the most recent of which was 1899. So Dansby's got a couple of weeks to try to get to that. And that, of course, would have had the old resume as well. Well, the Brave shortstop hit a big home run for them. The Mets shortstop hit a big home run for the Metropolitans. New York beats the Brewers in comeback fashion, 7-5, to five, the final score. Go-ahead grand slam home run for Francisco Lindor was the big hit in this one. Pete Alonso also had a big home run. Uh, just another night in, in which the Mets have found the runs they need and where the Brewers, more to the point, just continue to struggle down the stretch. Now, the Mets beating the Brewers is one of the things that helped the Braves clinch their playoff berth. So, Jake, I guess thanks, maybe? Yeah, thanks, no thanks. And I don't know how the Brewers blew that game. Well, I guess loading bases with walks will do yeah. so. But they out-hit the Mets 11-4 in that game. But three-run homer from Alonzo, grand slam from Peter, from Francisco Lindor. And that was pretty much all she wrote. And unfortunate for the Brewers because the Phillies continue to lose. So they're mm-hmm. trying to make up ground on the Phillies for that last wild card spot and unable to do so. We talked about it yesterday. Mets back to playing really good baseball. Yep. You saw it again here tonight so again Braves just gotta keep taking care of their own business and hope that they can uh, do so whenever the Mets come to town yeah Mets clinch their playoff berth on Monday Braves do so on Tuesday Phillies if you're wondering have lost five in a row now as their tailspin continues they were outslugged 18 to 11 by the Toronto Blue Jays Kyle Schwarber though did it his 40th home run that means Austin Riley is three off the pace for most home runs in the National League. Let's get you set up for game three after I tell you about LinkedIn and LinkedIn Jobs, which helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, Braves are going to be sending Bryce Elder to the mound in game three against the Washington Nationals who have a starter to be determined. Elder one and three, a 367 earned run average. He was brought up on Monday prior to the series beginning with the Nationals. And I had the sinking suspicion that we might see him start a game, Jake, and they're going to move Max Fried back to Thursday in Philadelphia. What we weren't expecting, though, is that Spencer Strider, a little bit of discomfort in his side, on the left side. So they want to be careful with that, don't want it to become a full-scale oblique issue. They're going to skip a start for Spencer Strider. We'll see when he gets dropped back into rotation. He's not going on the injured list, so that's a good thing. Uh, Brian Snitker said that, hey, he wanted to pitch. We're just going to take that decision away from him. But uh, there were a lot of moving parts to the Braves rotation, and you had to figure that we were going to see Bryce Elder get a start or two, perhaps, to help the Braves set up their rotation down the stretch here to get the exact pitchers they want, not only for the Phillies series, but, of course, for the Mets series. 
Thinking along with you, I mentioned it on the podcast Monday when the Braves made this move. I thought there was a good chance we'd see Elder in this series to push Max Freed back for the Phillies. And I also think they're going to try want to try to line things up for that Met series as well. So I think there's a little bit of that going on. I'm not too worried about the Spencer Strider news. Again, he threw 106 pitches in his last outing. Um, you know, he said he'd pitch if, if he needed to. So not really too worried about that. I think this is more about just limiting those innings for he and both Kyle Wright, I think, uh, who I think, you know, also I think now we'll only see him get two more starts the rest of the way. I mentioned yesterday, perhaps he gets three more, yeah. but uh, I think was looking like it's going to be two more shots at that 20 win mark. But as far as Bryce Elder, look, his last two times outs, 13 innings, only five hits, five walks, one earned, and 16 strikeouts. Both of those starts coming against the Marlins. So hopefully he can give you that same type of production Wednesday afternoon. And hopefully we see this offense against whatever pitching they're going to be facing finally have that breakout game and save some of the bullpen that's had to be used unexpectedly in the first two games of this series. Yeah, you'll take a quality start out of Bryce Elder. And his last couple of outings, you know, really have been a godsend to the Braves at a couple of times in which they needed to rest somebody, needed to skip somebody, needed to just kind of reset the rotation a bit. He has helped out. Kyle Muller has helped out. Well, maybe Kyle Muller will be in the plans at some point before the season's over as well. If the Braves are doing a little bit of this, you know, to line up the rotation, we'll see how it all plays out. But I think Bryce Elder's earned this opportunity. And it is, again, the chance to push Max Freed into that start against the Philadelphia Phillies. That's the last big series that the Braves have against a winning ball club before they see the Mets, because the rest of the schedule against the National League East includes this Nationals club, and it'll include the Marlins before all said and done. But uh, this is the Braves' opportunity right out there in front of them, and they're going to try to line up the staff as best they can. One game behind the New York Mets, heading into Wednesday's finale against the Nationals. It's Bryce Elder on the mound, 1-3 and three for the Braves, 12.20 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch at Truist Park. That'll bring us to the end of the Braves postcast. We packed a whole lot into this one, and it was a big night for the Braves. They are heading back to the postseason. That, of course, is step one of the process, and we saw what the process can result in in 2021. Perhaps it's step one toward a repeat. want to remind you, as always, to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube and Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. For Jake Mastroianni, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you after Game 3 of the Braves and Nationals. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 